you already know what time it is. Every Tuesday night at 8, another exciting, insightful edition of the MCW cast. I'm Legacy, MCW announcer, Larry Legend. I'm MCW promoter, Dan McDevitt. And I'm Tara. Thank you for joining us tonight. And thanks for listening on all of our major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio Public, CastBox. And of course, you can check out the video on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. So welcome, everyone. Welcome. And thanks to our Coffee Club subscribers. You know, like I said, the seasons are beginning to change. So we need some nice hot coffee to keep us fueled for the MCW cast. Mm -hmm. And um, we want to thank all the people who have supported thus far and encourage you also, if you want to, buy us a cup of coffee. Keep us nice and fueled here and join in on on the action that is the MCW cast. Fall has the best seasonal coffee flavors. Like... I mean, there's, of course, pumpkin spice, but, you know, there's just, there's a ma- there's like maple bacon. There's just so many good flavored coffees for fall season. Now, this is what I always wanted to do was a little coffee talk. You know, <laughs> we don't just have the coffee club, but also tying it back to something that we all love, caffeine. Uh, I'm on right now from a, a local Baltimore brewer, uh, purveyor of coffee. It's called Higher Ground. Yeah. Um, yeah and I'm on Dark, Dark Vader. Oh, Not okay. Dark Vader, but Dark Vader. And it's, mm-hmm. a, you know, obviously a darker roast, you mm-hmm. know, got that signature, make the whole house in the morning smell like coffee. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm. That's Where do you get I'm that from? Um, I get it from a shop down in, uh, I don't know if that's Mount Vernon. I don't know where it is, but it's called the Bun Shop. Um, and I go there on my breaks mm-hmm. on weekends when I'm not, you know, hosting. And, um, yeah, I, I get the coffee there every day every time i go like a cup of it but the last time i was there i was like you know what it's the season right now where i'm gonna want to brew my coffee in the morning before yeah. you know when i wake up and it's cold to get the, get the chill off so i got some higher ground uh darth dark vader and are I'm you really a french press it. guy you know that i am i knew it yeah <laughs> it's the it's one of the most simplest but sophisticated ways of brewing coffee so i love my french press every morning interesting yeah it's funny because I only use a French press like when I'm camping. I don't know why. I think it's just me in the morning. I'm too sleepy. So I just hit the Keurig button. <laughs> that's. I mean, I do have the pods. I make the pods up myself, but that's about all I can handle at the hour that I get up is pushing the button on the Keurig. Well, you know, there's something to be said about ritual. So, you know, with other things that I like to enjoy, there's something about the ritual of grinding my Mm -hmm. beans in the morning Mm -hmm. and pouring that first little swirl of water on to get the, you know, the grounds activated and then waiting four minutes, you know, (laughs) and kind of watching Fox Baltimore traffic jam Jimmy or whoever and, you know, remembering to plunge my coffee down. So part of the part of the thing about me and the French press and that method of brewing is I'm really into the whole process Mm -hmm. of grinding my beans and pouring the water and waiting four minutes and and actually Pressing down the plunger for my uh, coffee. Yeah, see, that's not happening at 6 a.m. for me. <laughs> I mean, maybe about 11 Yeah, or 10, like when I've got my wits about me, then yeah, but not at 6 a.m. 6 a.m., I just need whatever goes in my cup to get me through rush hour, or so the traffic I have to sit through. So You've got yeah. a programmable Keurig, I take it. Uh, well, it's not programmable, but okay. I can I can muster up the energy. Now, I packed the pods the night before, so literally all I do is push the button. My, <laughs> my routine is a little bit simpler. I just get in the car and go to Wawa. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I, I get the dark roast uh-huh. and some Irish cream creamer. And um You're set. And I'm set. <laughs> and that's my routine for coffee. Well, you know the thing about it is we were talking about Dark Vader and I as well yeah. frequent coffee shops. Like yours your choice is Wawa. You know, um, it's so- sheets actually, but a sheets is in Joppa and I live in Middle River, so Wawa's closer. I haven't been to Sheets in years. I haven't been to Sheets in years. Oh, Sheets has the best, the Sumatra blend. Yeah. They do have good coffee. Yeah. I grew up down the street from a Sheets, so, yeah. Hey, speaking of our coffee club members, I want to shout out all of our followers on Twitter for MCW Cast 2021. Now, we only have 96. Okay, but I think that after this edition of the MCW cast with me putting it out there in the universe that we want to get to at least 100 followers, you know, MCW wrestling has 26,000, you know, the little old MCW cast started, you know, a little bit of about a year ago now. And and we appreciate everyone that's taking a part in the conversation and asking the MCW cast some burning questions. So I want to encourage everyone out there to go ahead and subscribe. Follow MC, at MCWCast2021, and I will sweeten the pot here. I will, I'm will. i going to ask a trivia question right okay. now. You, you don't even know I'm doing this. I'm going to ask a trivia question right okay. now. And if you follow at MCWCast2021 and correctly answer the question, so it's a two-part 
thing you got to okay. do here. I will I will mail a special gift to uh, any of our followers that the MCW faithful that wow. does that. So the trivia question is going to be this: Since we started the MCW cast, there have been two individuals that have been a part of every single episode. Two individuals from the MCW echelon that have been a part of every episode of the MCW cast. Tweet us at MCW cast 2021, the answers, both of them, and you okay. can win a free gift and follow us. Wow. All right. I was going to say we could do a ticket giveaway, but I like your idea better. Let's, well, we'll do a ticket giveaway another week. I like that. Let's maybe right. we'll roll with the trivia, you know, okay. to kind of get that in interaction, that engagement with our Twitter followers. I want to hear from you. This is all part of your plot to make me use Twitter. <laughs> I know. <It> is. I know. <laughs> I can't take it. She just doesn't like the way it looks. <sighs> I don't. You want to know something that I did like the way that it looked? How about MCW Monster Mash? This yeah. Our last show out there at uh, East Point Mall. Hard to believe that Halloween <clears throat> also is over. Yeah. And we're right around Thanksgiving season. Yeah. Like 2022 is almost here. Yeah, it's pretty freaking insane. And like all like all autumns, we have a whole plethora of shows on the agenda. So it's nice to be back to doing that. I know we like to have as many as we can in a short period of time. And uh, we've got plenty more on the well, horizon. This is the season, you know, it, it is like yeah. for, for independent wrestling, for fans of wrestling from a promotion standpoint, the busy, busy, probably like four busiest months would be like October, November. Than probably February March mm -hmm. okay. of you know where where um business is best for independent wrestling you know so we're right in that busy season. Well, and if you want to take a look at one of our previous matches from that season, it's a little bit after that. I would say December is kind of still busy for us because we're wrapping up the end of the year stuff. But our Flashback Friday is from New Year's Mayhem in 2018. It was at Perry Hall High School. It was our debut there. And it was Brian Johnson versus Trick versus Kakoa versus Elijah King, who you now know as Ashante Theodonis with WWE. So you can check that out on YouTube for our Flashback Friday for the week. I love me some Ashanti the Adonis. In particular, his Instagram is just a delight. Um, uh, unfortunately, it wasn't really someone that I got to interact with. Like, I always am throwing myself under the bus. I was in and out of MCW as we were growing into MCW Pro. So I missed Tahuti here. But um, I love I love what's happening with him. I love seeing him on TV. And he's part of our legacy that's out there for millions to experience every single week. So shout out to Hootie Miles. And um, how about the fact that uh, we had a trick? here in MCW Pro, and mm -hmm. now there is a trick that kind of fulfills the exact same role as our trick in NXT. Yeah. Uh, Carmelo, uh, I always call him, want to call him Carmelo Anthony, Carmelo Haynes, um, who is the current NXT North American champion, has mm -hmm. a second, a muscle, um, and that muscle's name is Trick. And it's very similar to our trick um, that, you know, was with Napalm, kind mm -hmm. of with the umbrella and, right. you know, like, you know, like a, a right-hand man, a butler, if you will. Um, yeah, so it's it's interesting, it's interesting to me that, uh, you know, we're going to be having our trick featured in the Flashback Friday, but there's another trick, you know, that's just like you said about... A lot of tricks being turned. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. In the wild and woolly world of professional wrestling, wow. we've seen stranger things happen. Well, speaking of stranger things happening in the wild world world of professional wrestling we've got a great guest on tonight from our legacy who's got a very storied past and will no doubt have lots of really entertaining stories to share with you all tonight and i'm talking about none other than uh he's known as chad austin he was also known as uh Chad Bowman. Chad, Chad Bowman. Bowman. Yeah, but was, you managed No, it. I was trying to spit out. He was also known as part of the uh, TQM team that I was a manager of with T Jimmy Cicero Q and Kewal Carmichael and Dino Devine and, of course, Chad Bowman and uh, myself and Colleen. So, yeah, part of a faction. And, and um, he was yeah. also known as just Chad. That's <laughs> when I knew him the most as a member of the Slackers. The, the Slackers, Slackers yep. Lunchbox and Chad. Uh -huh. uh, that's when I met him. Um, that's when he had a hand in training me actually mm -hmm. to take some bumps down at the old bone breakers so i'm looking forward to having our very special guest on this edition of the mcw cast chad austin engage with the mcw cast on facebook youtube and twitch for a chance to get your questions answered on a future episode of the cast or send us a tweet with the hashtag ask mcw cast 
And we are back here live in studio with our very special guest, Chad Bowman. Welcome, Chad, to the MCW cast. Tell you guys. It's great to see you. It's been years since we've even laid eyes on one another. It's been years since anybody's laid eyes on me. <laughs> no, I've laid eyes on you. We've run into each other before outside of wrestling. Easy killer. <laughs> I mean, that's not getting, we're not going to go there. What was that a flea market or something? We bumped into one another. Yeah, well, and uh, when you were doing the uh, the crab gig, you know, I went to the place where you had the the crabs at that the was restaurant. Like seven okay, years that was ago. a long time ago. Yes, but okay, we've run into each other more recently than that. Uh, By accident, over at one of those big box stores with like the blue sign and the little yellow thing that looks like a star in lovely Dundas. Oh, yeah, take your word for it. <laughs> I don't know. I do know I did run into you at some point, and I, I hugged you, and then when I left, I said. I don't even know who it is. We went to a festival. We went to a festival, remember? The Shindig Festival. Yeah, I did. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I was there. Yeah, and you must have bumped into Tara. I want to shout it out right now. We've had a lot of legendary guests in the studio right now, but you know me. I always keep my eye on fashion. Chad came in here wearing the the Ribera Steakhouse uh, varsity jacket, which is uh, a telltale sign of somebody who has been up and down the winding roads of our industry all the way over to the land of the rising sun. So- well, well, you know, Larry, it, it goes back to that tour in Japan, Danny, that you got me. The one in 72. Well, not, not quite 72. <laughs> it, it was like 2002. Yeah. After I had beaten everybody for all the MCW titles and I had nothing else to prove, you said you needed to go over to Japan. And you got me a job over in Japan. And our w- working relationship with uh, Anoki. I thought it was all Japan women's. Yeah, well, yeah, that, <laughs> that's what it was. Bull Nakano was the plug. Oh. Yeah, like 68. Yeah, it didn't work out so well for me. Uh, no. <laughs> but was, you got the jacket. It wasn't the kind of promotion that I thought it was going to be. <laughs> when was the last time you wrestled? For, uh, I don't know, 2012, maybe? Was it? For Brian Just, Hardy. But but that was, I didn't do anything. I didn't take a bump. I didn't hit the ropes. I didn't do it. I didn't do <laughs> Wait, it. Wait, did you do the Russian dance? Oh that's all I care gosh. about. I, that's all I care about. But I did, did it. Do that? I just did it twice. Oh, like, oh did, that's did. all the people want to see. Be- because I heard the knees crack and, yeah. everything, <laughs> and everything buckle, and I'm just like looking like a fool, like standing in the middle <laughs> of the ring at the Stony Creek Democratic Club, like <laughs> look, looking all stupid. And I was like, all right. Uh, enough with this. <laughs> wow. I remember that Russian dance. It used to be yes, one of my favorite parts of exactly. any time that you worked. Dude, it was over. It yeah. was completely. That's why Danny booked me. <laughs> well, yeah. that and Dino. Yeah. <laughs> what about Dino? Have you heard from Dino? I talk to him ever occasionally, but not too often. He's just got he's got a couple kids. He's just doing the family thing. Well, right? that's not my fault. That's that's something that he's taking a part of it upon himself. I, I I don't know, but uh, yeah, but yeah, we we just kind of talk in brief and in briefing, and we just kind of like, hey man, you know, miss you. But you know, if it wasn't for you, Dan, me and Dino would have never have become friends, and we would have never gotten a job together at the same company and worked together. And then you know, he 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 was in, I was in his wedding. And well, he wasn't quite in my wedding. He didn't make the cut. You know, it was a you know small house. We, we were he didn't book him. And congratulations, <laughs> by the way, on your recent marriage. Yeah, congratulations. No, we're all we're all enthused about this. Well, we were all just <laughs> oh, was... over the roof about me being married. I mean, <laughs> that was shocking. So, yeah, yeah, it yeah. was. <laughs> yeah, to see that. What, um, Dino? Or... No, you. <laughs> you. <laughs> You were getting married. Then when you I finally you convinced married. someone that to marry you. Yeah. No, somebody finally convinced me. <laughs> Why would I want that? What? What is it? What, what is the benefit of it for me? Until I, I heard that her job had unbelievable health plan and and um. Wow. You know, all right. All this other stuff, <laughs> and I'm just going. Well, how do I get involved in this? Well, you've got some stepkids and you've got grandkids now too, right? No, they're. Uh, I'm a step Chad. All right, a step Chad. No, I don't. I don't really take care of these kids. Okay. I um. <laughs> I you know I'll I'll lead them in the right direction. 
I'll give them the right course of how to get out of the house to go look for a job okay. or something. But other than that, no, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna drive them anywhere. Like, provide anything for them? No. no. <laughs> Why? That's right. I mean, I like, mean, we're part of the deal, really. Well, look, I, I've been, I've been doing this all wrong <laughs> for like ten years as a stepdad. Stepdad. I mean, yeah. look at it this way: I'm almost fifty. My kid, yeah. My my stepchads, my stepdaughters, whatever the f- are. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. Hey, we'll bleep it. They're yeah. all um. They're all Steve like. Steve got it. He, they're he they're like it. twenty and twenty four. Mm-hmm. So you think they should be taking care of themselves at this point? <laughs> what are they doing? Relying on falling back on the egg, you know, the mom. Yes. Well, things things have changed now, and a lot of the, uh, I guess, 20 and 24 would be millennials. How about yeah. this, Larry? No, they haven't. They're not changing in our house. She's not coming back. That's, he's talking about age. That's, I guess, when we met each other in the early 20s, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're both, I guess, pushing So you had 50. been wrestling prior to coming to MCW, correct? You had already yeah. started. You were... Yeah, tell I, us about tell us about. I that. broke in yeah, probably a year or two yes. before me, right? Yeah, about a year and a half. Okay, so but I was like, like ninety two, somewhere. Yeah, somewhere I was around like ninety two. Okay. I started like, training. I, I was working for like a year and a half, and I was not. <clears throat> I, I'm not going to say you know, Danny. There wasn't any head trainer. No, it was terrible. <laughs> yeah. There was nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it was. I always talk about how I freaking came down, went to the. Dwayne's Monster Factory and gave him three thousand dollars and never saw him again. <laughs> yeah, and he worked yeah, with me. Yeah, and, and, and then I would just show up down to school. Yeah, me and, and Danny, then, would, me and Danny would work for hours. Nobody was there. Hours. You know, for weeks I would go down and just sit there and be like, "That guy, Dwayne Gill, I gave him my money." And, yeah, he's and not then, we, here. then we'd have to sit to wait for Mark Schrader to um open the school up like, yeah. because whoever had the key were out there just like there's all these people that want to come in and work and you know there's nobody that has the key to this place it's not a it's not a fluent you know operation yeah that's you i that would that's that's uh, an understatement so yeah. how, where did you go to get your training before you started like were you anywhere. officially trained were you nope. How did you start wrestling? I showed up at the Stony Creek Democratic Club, and I helped um, the judge put the ring up. Okay. And told Whipwreck that, I uh, no, Jeff told Whipwreck that. You knew what you were doing? Yep. Oh, is that what happened? <laughs> yep. And he put me in a battle royal, and I got thrown out of the battle royal by Agent Orange. <laughs> where where are my, my blue sweatpants? So you knew Jeff Jones prior yeah. To wrestling, you know, yeah. from pa- Pasadena school. That's so you you knew Jeff before wrestling. Like so, he kind of snuck you in the back door on whip rack shows. Oh yeah, yeah, he totally backdoored me in a, yeah. he done it. Hey, he lives down the street. He can sell a couple of tickets. <laughs> <laughs> His father lives like a block away. Like literally, he was in my neighborhood where the show was mm-hmm. at the Democratic Club. So you know, my family was going to come and everybody and Jeff was like, "I'll get you out, Daddy." I'll get you on. (laughs) (laughs) So you didn't, you hadn't actually been trained to wrestle, but you got booked on your first show in a battle royal. What happened after that? (laughs) I don't know. I got a job at ECW. Right. How did you get from the Democratic Club, battle royal in your blue sweatpants to ECW? I've already said one word that I couldn't say, and I'm going to say, how the hell do I know? <laughs> I, um, you no, know, it was uh, it was um, me and Danny's good friend, um, Ian Rotten. Mm-hmm. Like, well, uh, um, Ian, yeah. it was Ian or Axel? Ian. Was it Ian or Well, they were both. So th- at the time, at the time, um, they started, like, when Paul started booking, they had came back from Memphis, from USWA, Bad Breed, mm-hmm. and Paul was using them as a team. Axel and Ian as a team, and they needed um, they needed um, enhancement talent, enhancement talent to get beat up. But no, I don't. I don't call myself enhancement talent. I'm a job guy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, and literally, they needed job guys, mm-hmm. and we did. I don't know. I, I think they beat me and Donnie Allen up three or four times in like four days or three days, <laughs> whatever. So we get we just figured like, oh, this is what it is. It's, okay, welcome to ECW. 
And then you just from from doing those jobs to Axel and Ian, like Paul just continued to like book you doing because they were doing TV. Well, yeah, but um, the the TV part was was fine with me getting getting work, but it wasn't the, the push didn't start until one of your shows. It was the triple threat weekend of love in Parkville. The um, <laughs> what the what? Remember the show where you it was like you had like a thirty four thousand dollar budget at like the Parkville or whatever school. Yeah, Mister Hughes. Oh, that was yeah. that was um Kenwood High School. Okay, that was, <laughs> okay. that was Ian's show. That was Ian. That wasn't okay. mine. But that was that was right before the show that he ripped me off that we went to do in Catonsville. That was a uh, big cat. Don't take no big, checks. Big cat, yeah. don't take no <laughs> he did. He had like a. He had like a fifty, <laughs> like a WrestleMania budget at Kenwood High School in Essex. That was my first show. That was wow. Look, because you always November fourteenth, nineteen ninety three. You always remember your first wow. show. That was yep. my first rest, the first match that I ever had. Hell? I don't remember the first. Uh, I know it was in December. <laughs> yeah, like Brutus Beefcake. What did Sabu? That's how I ended up with his. I have a Brewers Beefcake ring jacket. He <laughs> yeah. left it there. Like he, he must have got his money and split so fast that he left his like equipment there. And, and <laughs> Van Hammer came and watched in the crowd. That's how I got Van Hammer. That's how I got to know Van Hammer. Van Hammer was was in town. Was he was in WCW at yeah. the time, and he flew in to BWI and was training at the gym <laughs> the day of the show. And I wa- and I was like lifting at the gym and it was in linthicum and i like I said, oh my god van hammer and he's like i introduced oh, oh myself my god, to him van well, he was on TV <laughs> at the time he was on yeah TV. well uh, yeah at the time said nobody <laughs> and i said i'm having my first pro wrestling match tonight and he freaking showed up and bought a ticket so it was like a fifty thousand dollar budget and van hammer was in the crowd <laughs> and he i think ian probably lost like 20 grand <laughs> but, <laughs> But he didn't. Huh? He didn't pay anybody. That was that, and that was the infamous big cat. Don't take no check. That's amazing. Big cat. Wow. Don't take no check. November fourteenth, nineteen ninety three. Yeah. And do you remember your date that you were in that battle royal for? Uh... Absolutely not. No, no clue. No season. Do you remember? You know what I remember? That was that was the was that the Mike that was that was Beefcake was on that show or was that the following one? Which one? Remember? Because I remember Mike Dunkus. Chicken neck? Yeah, chicken neck. <laughs> One of the chicken necks? <laughs> this is like a best story. Chicken neck. He was chicken neck. He doesn't remember, you remember the this? chicken necks. Beefcake. Brutus beefcake. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is like, uh, oh, I'm just no. in the business, so I'm all quiet, you know, and I'm all like, you know, and around the big names, I'm all like, you yeah. know how it is, like you're all nervous in the yeah. back. And Brutus beefcake goes, beefcake goes, I need, he's talking to Dennis Whipwreck, and he says, I need the most pathetic looking guy in this locker room. <laughs> Do you remember this? He's like, I need the most pathetic looking guy in this locker room. Someone really pathetic. The cheapest looking guy. And I was standing right there and I'm like, oh God, don't point at me. You know, like, and I'm listening to Beefcake because he's Brutus Beefcake just right. off TV. He said, I need someone really looks cheap that doesn't <laughs> just, look like a wrestler. He's just talking, the word. And Mike Dunkus walks by and he goes, that guy. <laughs> and Mike Dunkus was so proud for the next couple of years, all as he would talk about was Brutus Beefcake handpicked him. And I'm like, dude, dude, just the fact that you said that he's the cheapest. They said the cheapest. the cheapest. Beefcake was like, I need the cheapest looking guy that doesn't look like a wrestler because the gimmick was that they were announcing him as oh. they were announcing him as an opponent, and and he was going to come out as like the champion of eight continents. The <laughs> The terrifying, like, you know what I mean? And, and then, then when he guy, comes out, you, you're like, what? This yeah. He did the stick. But he was so happy. He was so happy, and he couldn't stop talking about it. He <laughs> talked with a real a slang. He's like, man, I'm telling you, Bruce Beefcake picked me. He handpicked me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I was right there, and it was not flattering. Damn. The way he was, <laughs> what he was looking for in an opponent. The cheapest so I wouldn't guy. brag about it. I got to tell you, Dan, do you remember <clears throat> the first night? When the chicken necks were going to be a tag team. Dude, yes. 
<laughs> when when two dollars and fifty from two dollars two dollars and fifty nine cents a pound, and they, the chicken nuggets, <laughs> and they said, they said, we're not going to go out there, and we're not going to do all that. Yeah, yeah. And they they walked out, yeah. and the place went bananas. When <laughs> the most over they've ever been ever, and and then they didn't want to do it. They wanted to be serious. Both these guys were a buck fifty at most, skinny, no muscle tone. It was Jeff. Eastman, right? And Mike Dunkus. And Mike Dunkus. <laughs> really didn't, you know what I mean? No, they couldn't be, t but they wanted to be tough. You know, the typical thing that happens in indie wrestling. And this is not beating that. This is just something you. a lot of guys get into wrestling. Everybody wants to be Triple H and Batista. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody Holy wants shit. to be the top guys that just beat everybody. Like, nobody gets wow. it. I can't believe you just said them names. You should have compared them to me. I mean, I mean seriously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean. But they, Rich made these chicken, <laughs> these chicken masks <laughs> with seriously. Oh, I saw them on the Nobody oh, Does It Better video. Yeah. I never and, knew who they were. And we were. announced them. We said, coming to the ring at a combined weight of $2.59 a pound. <laughs> from Salisbury, Salisbury, Maryland. The chicken necks. And they were freaking <laughs> over. Like, uh, and, then, and they didn't want to do it. It was freaking unbelievable. They were like, oh, this is... We're like, you guys got masks on. Yeah. Right. No one even sees your faces and you're freaking over. Like you're the most over guys on the show. <laughs> they were and embarrassed. They, that they were. Families. They wanted. To, they they wanted. Yeah, they wanted to be the road warriors. Right. Dude, when they got back to the locker room, I think they told you or Dennis or whoever, "When can we do this again?" Because they didn't realize how over they were. <laughs> so they were like, "Oh, we're on board now." Yeah, we're, we're chicken neckers. <laughs> <laughs> like Axel's just like. What the hell? I mean, if this was in the age of social media and all, they would have freaking went viral. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm sure. oh, oh, yeah, clearly. Went viral. Oh, would have oh. went viral. The chicken eggs at a combined weight of two dollars and fifty nine cents a pound. It's, <laughs> it's funny how things like that organically can get over. What about at the Baltimore Celeb Fest too? Uh, the it's real, it's still real to me. Guy was there. He's a celebrity yeah. guy. Oh yeah, yeah. you know, He's taking bookings. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He's booking. <laughs> Everybody's over. Wow. So you've had some very interesting characters too. You know, you've you've done some things where you you've got kind of a comedic vein to your character and that probably kind of happened organically cuz you're a funny guy. So Well, it did cuz you didn't start cuz when you when when we started, you were you were like the high flyer guy, huh? Yeah. You know? So that I would say that that came around later on cuz okay. Chad was always when we both well, he started before me, but when I I get in, I, I got kind of married to chat on a lot of stuff around here like training wrestling. especially training and doing matches with you and you were like the guy that was doing high flying sabu type stuff Oof. you know um <laughs> and doing the chat so all that so that that comedy that that version of okay came that came later probably okay. a decade later yeah you know what i remember about that stuff was that i always wanted to be that sabu kind of hardcore crash and burn guy mm -hmm. You know, like I wanted to like mess you up, you know, jump, you know. And then after a while, I just realized, why am I doing it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. this isn't getting me anywhere. It's not got me any more money. It hasn't got me any more bookings. Mm -hmm. It hasn't got me any more further in my career. Like, what's, what else can I do? So I realized I just didn't need that. Plus, I'm not a bad dude. Like, I can't <laughs> take a beating. I mean, you know, I mean, I can't get beat up by like the Sandman, you know, like every week oh God, on a again, regular basis. Again, do you remember when you backdrop me through the ceiling at the Stony Creek Democratic? Of course, club? I do. I have it on tape. Uh, yeah. That made a, a nobody yeah, does it. Better. That's wow. also a nobody does it better. Yeah. That was that was the day I got back I from working for WCW. Yeah, I want to see this. Yeah, the ceilings were like they they are. In yeah, they were. Yeah. It was like there was like no room, like, barely you were enough room. You, to, like, you were tall back then. Yeah, so. I was six three then. It, it wasn't even a big backdrop. Like yeah. literally, the ceilings were so low. I threw them in, and and we've always kind of thought about the ceilings kind of thing. Yeah. And I threw Danny in, and I backdropped him, and his feet hit the. <laughs> went into the ceiling the, grid the thing and everything fell down and the crowd <laughs> the crowd went banana 
And then um, I think I hit him with the <laughs> probably stupid piece of plastic thing the or piece whatever. Of the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, that, it was like this thing. It was like plastic. You right. know, it wasn't anything. But yeah, that was that was that was some good stuff. I mean, me and Danny have had some classics, epics. We were the probably the first one around here to do ladder matches. Me and you. Oh, I would we say if, if that was if the ma- if the match of the year was ninety five from for MCW. Then when was when was Sean and Razor? Was that ninety? That was ninety five. Yeah, I think that we. Was I, same think, I think if I I believe that year. That's I mean we probably we were. It def that match definitely happened because me and you were trying to um. Not we came up with some different innovative, more innovative stuff. But yeah, we it was de- it was definitely it was it definitely was that match. Other. It was definitely that match that probably inspired us to start doing a series of ladder matches. I, I actually but it wasn't MCW because I didn't start this was MEWF and other random indies that were running. Because I didn't start MCW till ninety eight. I still have the um this certification of match of the year. I have it framed in my um wrestling room. Like prominently. Like, you know, I can walk in there and I could look at it and just be like Yeah, that, that's you know that's was was near and dear to me. Like I yeah. remember that, and me and Danny went out there and we beat the hell out of each other. And I just remember some of the spots that I did to you, and I'm thinking like, this kid let me do this to him. Like when I watched, I was that, an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> you, know? you clearly were. Like when I put the ladder on a, when I was standing on the top rope, and I went to the top rope, and I put my 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 knees on the ladder on the second or third rung from the top. And just crush you? And I'm just thinking, he's just laying there for this. <laughs> like, Yeah, I mean, we always talk about, um, we, should we take a break and come back and finish We should, because I think this, was gonna, yeah. this is good, and yeah. we want to hear the rest of it. So, yeah, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll hear more stories from the road with Chad Austin. Stay with us. Fuel the MCW cast by visiting buymeacoffee.com slash mcwcast. And for just $3, you can buy the cast of coffee. Or you can choose to become a member of the cast for just $5 a month and get several additional perks. That's buymeacoffee.com slash mcwcast. And we're back. Uh, before we were going to break, we were talking about all these crazy bumps we used to take, or I used to take for you and everybody else. Um, that was all pre um, all the information about concussion. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? That no. was like, we were like 17 years too early. Um, and I wish, uh, I wish that information had come out about two decades earlier. Cause I probably wouldn't have been, um, so careless. In I can, the ring I can letting... tell you, Danny, I can attest to this, that you I gave pro- me my first one. I probably hit you five, six times in the head with a un, um, blocked chair shot to the head. Ah, uh, yeah. You probably hit me three, four, five, six times in the head. Same thing. We didn't know. We had no idea about it. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I would just say, come on, give it to me. And who would have thought you would have left Patterson Park <laughs> at the fun festival with a, with a concussion or whatever? Catonsville High School, though. That, that's the first concussion I ever got. Remember, oh, the, you gave yeah, me the clothesline. Yeah. That was a doozy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was the first. That was the one of many. Dude, how, did, how did you, what did you expect me to do? Like after, after after that spot, I don't know because I don't remember any of it. I don't remember. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. I'm dragging you around the ring. <laughs> like that was like opening spot, wasn't it? Yes. It was. Wait, like, wait a chair shot in the opening. No, spot. no, the, no, no, no. Okay. It was throwing. He gave in. me the you know, the old Chris Benoit clothesline. The hooking where you throw clothesline. Oh, yeah, yeah. You throw them in and you're right behind them. Right. Like mm-hmm. you're right on top of them and then you hook them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This fool did a friggin' um. He like and turned. I. Kind of I tried. To, I tried to cut a three sixty. Yeah, I got like three twenty seven. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, he lands, I got about three twenty seven oh of the three sixty. He lands on his head. top of my head. Yeah, yeah. he lands on his yeah. head, and I walk yeah. over to him and grab him, and he's all going. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going. Are you? Are you? Are you? Are you ready? He's like, huh? What? And 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 then literally we had to do that deal where. You know how it works, Dan, where you kind of got to separate. So let him try to get his sep- elf self together mm-hmm. while I try to get some heat, whatever. And then I go back over to him, and he's still follow-ballo over there. He's not has anything to do, like, what's going on. But yet he got back in the ring and still finished the match. He, he still did everything yeah. he yeah, was supposed to do. And it was like... 
I was kind of leading you. Like, it was simple, right? It was yeah. easy stuff. You know, tap or drop mm-hmm. down, whatever. But at the same time, I'm going, this guy shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> like, like he, Yeah, this all stuff, obviously, we didn't know because I'm sure it made know. the concussion way worse. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> We're still beating each other up. Uh, I'll be probably... That'll be reliving that in another 10 or 15 years when the CTE <laughs> starts to set in, you know. Um, Did you ever have any other injuries, Chad? I've never had an injury. So just a concussion or two, right? The, the, on my it, end. On oh, there, right. he gave him. He, yeah. he Did you say you had some too? You, no, I, I, no, I've never had a diagnosed concussion. Okay. Never. See, but that's the thing. That's the whole key, right? right. Diagnosed. Concussions diagnosed. Diagnosed, right. Because actually, anytime. From, you know, obviously I dove into it and started getting worried about it around the early 2000s when I had my like sixth or seventh Mm -hmm. one and started having problems for a couple months. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the whole key. I I only know of like six or seven diagnosed ones. There are many times, other times in the ring, I blacked out Mm -hmm. for a second and that was probably (laughs) also a concussion. Yep. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. When I signed up to donate my brain to the Concussion Legacy Foundation. When so I, you have no brain? No, I, I, well, I can't donate goes. it yet. When oh, I go, I'm, when I'm, it's Christopher Nowinski's foundation that he, he created um, to study the effects of this because of his own experiences in WWE with um, concussions. And when I signed up to donate my brain, I had to list how many concussions I'd had. And I was like, do you want how many I'm pretty sure I had? <laughs> or do you want how many times the doctor said, oh, you have another concussion? Like, which do you want? here and you know i i realized that i marked at the very high end like you know there's probably lots of people who've maybe had one and they're interested in finding out the long-term effects or something like that now and oh yeah i'm so, sure we've had me and danny could probably say we've had more than at least five like over the well, course yeah i've of had like yeah. six or seven diagnosed you know, yeah. i haven't had i've only i've only had like one whatever diagnosed whatever so i could probably say i know i've had my bell rang like a million times, oh, yeah. you know. New Jack, come on, seriously. right? Yeah, that's always a story I heard about, but I never like. What, what was the whole New it? Jack? That was so long ago. What was the New Jack story? He like he got he was he was pissed at you from something for Smoky Mountain, right? That that he says that he says because me and you that's another me and you like. I first met Jim Cornette because I was jumping in a car with you when we were going down to Smoky Mountain tapings. Oh yeah, for the fan week thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's how I actually met Jim Cornette the first time. So I don't know. I don't have any idea what the did you were, but you were going down there. Did you go to Smoky Mountain and do jobs a couple times? Yeah, yeah, I, I loved it. I, yeah. I mean, my mom lived in Knoxville, like his hub, his main town. So I would, I would, I would use that as a reason why I would travel to Knoxville. I'd go to Knoxville. I'd call Jim. Say, can you use me? I know he wasn't going to feature me, you know, put me on a in a main spot or anything. Just yeah. So he he's like, yeah, I can usually do jobs. Is that cool with you? I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Right. And and that's how I got my my spot down there. And then what what so so new Jack what happened like something in ECW well, was I have no idea. But it was yeah, you really didn't know. Like no. he was mad at you. For- I, I still don't know. Was it a match or was it a was it, it was a match a, that you had against him? No, I didn't even I didn't even know him. I never even met him. Like, but he was hot. Like, and he came out at ECW. It was during the ECW show, and he like went nuts on you, right? Yeah, he they were at ECW. They were in Smoky Mountain, and I wasn't even there for when they were in Smoky Mountain. I go to ECW, and they come in, and I see my name against the gangsters, and I'm thinking that's not a big deal. That's easy, right? And it's not it, and you know for well, all. Well, no, the, it's easy well, in the sense that you realize you're just gonna get pummeled. Well, and I've always said, like I wrestled the gangsters in ECW. I did, you know, a bunch of preliminary matches against them, and that, like, they never touched. You know what I mean? They were like, when I right, say right. easy, they were they were easy. You yeah. know That's why you think that it's going to be easy, right? All they're going to do is just pummel you with lumber, you know, pl- you know, plumbing, whatever the hell they do over there, right. yeah. And um, whatever. But all of a sudden, I get out there, and this fucking fool. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> this right, fool. Beep. This fool just starts pounding me with a chair, like all over the 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 side, the back, the <laughs> breast, chest, neck, and head. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and then he caught me in the um. He caught me in the side of my kneecap. Right. Like, that's what I remember. You right. Know, you know yeah. what that is. Yeah. And he caught me in there. 
And then when I grab and that's that, the freaking worst. Well, that, yeah. When I grab when I grab that, it took my hands away from covering mm-hmm. everything else. So he was still continuing everything, and I'm going. Why is he doing? Why is he doing this? And then when I, then when I like years later, Tara, years <laughs> later, when I hear the stories, he tells people this fool tells people that he said that I came to him with ideas that I wanted to have for the match for me and the Blue Meanie against him and Mustafa. On an ECW TV show taping, mm-hmm. that these were my ideas, that this is what I wanted to get in. I had to get this in. <laughs> and I said that anybody who, who listened I, to the, the mountaintops, I said, here's how the match went. <laughs> uh, New Jack said, Meanie, you go with Mustafa. Chad, you come with me. That's how the match was laid out. <laughs> like, there wasn't anything me going, hey, Jack, do you think if I can get this... Hooner uh... Karata in? Yeah, dude. Like, I mean, can I... and, and I, I almost feel like anytime somebody, like, talks about it, I go, who do you believe? Like, you know, who possibly would you believe in this situation? What am I going to do? You know? Well, you know what it was is he probably was trying to just lay the seeds for like um, if he ever worked someone like the mass transit incident. It sounds very similar to how he said that that kid came up to him in the back and was like, hey, I want to do this, that. And right. whatever, and New Jack said, and I quote, if you put one finger on me, I'm going to effing kill you, is what he said to the kid. Apparently, that's him retelling the story. I right. never heard that guy who's, both of them have passed away he's now. He's an idiot. New Jack's an idiot. Well, he's and dead now. Was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was at my wedding rehearsal dinner when I got the phone call that he had died. And I told my wife at the table, I said, that's the best wedding present I'm probably going to get this year. <laughs> Is Kim? I'm so. Oh, I can't. I'm sorry. This is the most sorry. legendary episode of the MCW <laughs> cast we've ever had. That is the soundbite you know, right there. Yeah. It's going up. I, you know what I mean? I'm just like, you know, enough with him. You know, he he did enough to too many people, and it wasn't just me. It wasn't that I take exception to it at all. You know, you. I mean, you dealt with him before, and, and you know, I I always said, for whatever reason, he. He liked me, and and I get that he treated a lot of people differently, but for whatever reason, he liked me, and I worked him a bunch. He never, like, he never touched me. Took advantage? uh, Never took advantage. I I don't know why. Yeah, but someone Uh, that's the size of Chad, he can really go out there, and what what is that going to look like to any other young up-and-comer? Like, oh, don't mess with him. Do you see what happened to Chad Austin? Right. You know? (laughs) It's like, you know, he just... I'm the measuring stick for... (laughs) How bad New Jack is? No, I yeah, I know. It's just you know, I understand what Larry's saying. Like he probably picked a spot with you, right? And, and then, the, and subsequently, with the mass transit incident, mm-hmm. that sounds very similar yeah. to what New Jack said. He cut him because the guy came up to him in the back and started saying, "Hey, man, I want to maybe get my my thing in and and get this thing in." And it sounds like that he said that you did the same thing, and that would justify oh, why yeah, he went out there and did. That's exactly what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. I, Danny, I, I mean, I came. <laughs> I came up with you. You totally know I went back there and said, "Hey, New Jack, why don't why don't you just break my leg? Why, why, you know, here's my leg. I, you know, my friend Danny's watching. He, he, he might love this. He's a big fan. Hell no, that it, it, it. He just doesn't. He didn't care. He he just didn't care, and it showed because you can see it with. Look at how many tag teams. Didn't take their stuff. Bring in the Harris brothers. The Harris brothers oh, did yeah. not take their stuff. Oh, true, yeah. <laughs> you know, they came in, and and I, I I tell my buddy all the time, I wish the Harris brothers would have stayed. If they would have stayed in ECW, Public Enemy would have never been a thing. You, I mean, if they would have been a thing, they wouldn't have been as big of a thing because mm-hmm. the Harris brothers were legitimate. Everybody believed because they beat up people like all the time. (laughs) Like they beat up police, you know, and everybody else. And that—that's the kind of stuff that I that I loved when it when it came to ECW. 
They when did they leave the Harris brothers? When, oh, they 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 were gone. And did they get 95. signed by WCW they were in or WWF? WCW and WWF? WWF. They were what? The they Blues were, brothers, the Blues Eli brothers. and Jacob Blue with um, that's right. Uncle Zebekiah. That's right. But in '94, when they were the Blue, when they were the Blues brothers, the Blues. They, they were um, it's Ron and Don Harris. That's right, Ron right. and Don Harris. They wore the the, the t-shirts I with the cut-off sleeves yeah. and the, and the sh- trunks, and they were just two big guys with long hair, and they would just come in the ring and just beat up everybody yeah. Yeah. and i'm like that's ecw right right there and you're like where is public enemy when you need somebody to get beat up <laughs> like where how come they're never here when you need somebody to get <laughs> beat up on tv so it sounds like sabu was your least favorite person to work who who was new jack or new jack sorry i don't know why i said sabu uh new jack was your least favorite person to work who was who's been one of your favorites uh, ECW or just Any- anybody? Dan. Okay. All right. Because I could do, I could go on any show. I can go on any show that he's on. And if we're not booked, I could say, is there any chance that <laughs> that we can, you know, make this happen? That we can work? <laughs> or, you know, whatever. But other mm-hmm. than that, I also loved working Hack Myers. Oh, okay. Like that was he was a good he yeah. was he was a good friend of mine yeah and I got him booked a lot up in um I don't know where 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 the wherever the bad crew runs was that Allentown Allentown oh, Allentown yeah, yeah. I, I he got me booked I got him booked whatever up there a lot mm-hmm. yeah we did a lot of shows up there but yeah but but Dino is my um you guys were so fun to dude, work with dude he was in my wedding. <laughs> I mean, he was in my. That, that's how good friends we became. Yeah. Who's that? John Licato. John, yeah. John Licato was in your wedding. I thought you said you were in his. He didn't make the cut. I, I, I was in his, there and he go. was yeah. in mine. Well, oh, I thought you said a few minutes ago he wasn't in yours. I loved. I got to know that's both of you guys like. when you were in TQM, and I was a part of TQM, and I loved it because I loved when I got to go out when you guys were having a tag match because you two were so fun to work with. Like I knew that if I saw that on the card, I was like, oh, we're having fun tonight, and we would just come up with such funny spots and stuff. And I just, it was really enjoyable Dude, for me. I loved it. Sublimely, Tara, Dino hated it. Did he really? Yes, he hated what, it. Was it the turtlenecks? Because I hated no, the turtlenecks, he, too. He Just hated, the gimmick in general? Yes. Really? But I love for, the entrance for fans, music. For people, for people listening that don't know, I mean, you could probably pull up Slacker's videos on MCW YouTube. Well, I was still was, talking about well, TQM. We hadn't even gotten to Slacker's. Oh, okay. So he didn't like TQM. You know, but he didn't like, he didn't like TQM. Yeah. Okay. okay. He liked the Slackers. Yeah, because okay. he liked like, Clerks. Gotcha. Which was, was yeah. really popular at the time. Jay and it Silent did Bob, seem yeah. like that was more natural for him. Like yeah. I felt like the lunchbox character, you know, he seemed relaxed. And it seemed like more of the stuff that you guys were doing as TQM as a tag was, team having fun. That was completely organic as hell when yeah. we came up with that gimmick. We were we were down at the Patapsco flea market and we were not me and Dino, I think it was me and whoever I was mm-hmm. with. We're shopping around, and we saw that Superman shirt or whatever, mm-hmm. and I thought of Silent Bob and Jay, mm-hmm. and then I bought them stupid shorts that I was that I wore, and then I thought, damn, maybe this is there's something here because I had just seen the movie, mm-hmm. and I wasn't even a fan of the franchise, so I didn't see the rest of the movies, mm-hmm. so I didn't know like the rest of them. <laughs> I just was like, yeah, the little dumb guy. Right there with the big guy mm-hmm. who's mm-hmm. the muscle guy. And I'm like, that that makes total sense to me. So me and, and the lovely judge, we went <laughs> shopping around for outfits, mm-hmm. like for what to do. And that's how we came up with the with the costume. You know, we were gonna do before that a Jay and Bob gimmick with um RJ. Really? And Bobby. Bob Star? No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, that was in stereo. I was like, what? No, no, no. Bobby that was training with him. Oh, oh, yeah. When he, when they started and oh, RJ wow. hated the idea. We, me, I uh, believe we, we that. pitched the idea when RJ had just started training. Wow. He was like, dude, that's, and because Bobby was a little mouthy. Right. Oh, yeah. He you sure know? was. And, you um, remember Bobby, right? 
Do you remember I don't Bobby? Know if you ever knew no. him. He was real good. Oh. He passed away, right? Yeah, he just just last month. Yeah, yeah I went oh to his goodness. funeral. Wow. Yeah, dude, that's a rough gimmick to do. He, yeah, 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 yeah. Because you have to have one guy who's committed to not say nothing, and the other guy you trust a hundred percent to be the mouthpiece right. for everything. So you know you're you're going to be like whatever he says is the direction. That we're going to go in, and you better hope that he says the right thing. Well, I can see that it wouldn't have worked for them, because neither of them could have been silent. So, Well, Bobby <laughs> was mouthy, but yeah. RJ didn't. RJ was like, I don't want to stand there and just the, not talk. Right. Like, oh, know, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Me, and, me and Dino were perfect, because Dino didn't like to talk. Right. So it didn't bother him that he didn't talk. Mm-hmm. So, But he would tell me afterwards, hey, next time you do a promo... Try to get, um, you know, this in, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. I, I really didn't need all that because I had Sean Cradle standing right next to me, <laughs> probably during it. And you know what I mean? So it was like he he was great at keeping everything in order, mm-hmm. like how the progression of right. stuff went. Like if somebody goes, hey, we need you to be over here. Like all them shows you used to run, Dan, down at the power plant. Oh, Those yeah, were the, the most hard fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hard rock. They were my That's favorite fine. shows. They were awesome. They, they were fun. fun. It, oh. Even though Mark Schrader was the guy that took the, the, the spot in the water. and oh, I was Tarantino. That was Tarantino, it was Tarantino, right? It was Nick Tarantino. I don't know. Whatever. It was Nick, yeah. It's the same thing. Nick Tarantino, Mark Schrader, I don't know. Whatever. Bob Starr. <laughs> all one wrestler. All one yeah. Maryland ball yeah. of wrestler. <laughs> but yeah, they, they were my favorite shows, man. Because they were the best. That, that crowd was... It wasn't the, the it wasn't vast, you know, a couple hundred. Yeah, it, but, it was neat to they do were, it down there. They were enthusiastic. They were drinking and too. They were just yeah. like, yeah, mm-hmm. go in there and kill them. And I still wear. The, remember the one time when I had to wrestle the midget dude, um, <laughs> short sleeve Samson. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Remember? I I don't, still, I, don't, I don't remember. <laughs> I still have the the shirt, the Cincinnati Bengals shirt. That you told me that I had to wear because it was the Bengals against the Ravens or whatever. And you're like, you're going to go out there and you're going to tell everybody that you're from Cincinnati. <laughs> Blow. And, I, and I, I had the shirt and I still oh, had Della Roses, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. I remember that. I was like, wait, I know this show. I still, okay. <laughs> I still have the shirt and it pops up in my T-shirt rotation every so often. <laughs> and I still kind of laugh. Like... Oh, God damn. The Della Rosa shows were fun. They were fun. Now that Chad puts it all together, the Hard Rock shows were kind of the precursor to the Della Rosa shows, if you think about it. You know, we got that Mike Murphy was how we got into Hard Rock. Oh, good Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is time for another quick break, and then uh, we're going to come back and keep talking. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm having a great time. Stay with us, and we'll be right back. Show your support for the MCW cast while sporting some great gear by going to teespring.com slash stores slash MCW cast. You can pick up a full line of official MCW cast merchandise from coffee mugs and face coverings to t-shirts and sweatshirts. Visit teespring.com slash stores slash MCW cast. And we are back here right in the studio with Chad Austin. Chad, uh, so many great tales you've been taking us down memory lane. I want to remind you of one thing, and I think we all can agree on this. The largest attendance ever set at an MCW show featured you in the main event, you and Lunchbox, the Slackers, against Gilberg, and from the Jerry Springer show, the, show, the head of security, Steve Wilkos. I know. It, it, I know. <laughs> me, me and Dino, we worked our butts off to draw that house <laughs> and make it what it was. And then what what does the promoters, the ilk of MCW do? They go, okay, we'll top that. We'll bring in some guy from the TV world, Steve Wilkes. Wilkes. (laughs) I think that was Steve's only pro wrestling. Absolutely. And he only did two two clotheslines? Yeah. And a sleeper. And a sleeper, that's it, yep. I could sit here and tell you like about the conversations that we had like after that match. Oh. Do, 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 do you remember like when he just when he he asked you? I was standing there when he asked you, "When can we do this again?" Yeah, and you said, 
We can't do this again. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's not how this works. Like, yeah, you you already drew like ten thousand dollars in like Glen Bernie. Like, <laughs> for a, a a show. And on top of that, he was gonna cancel that morning. That's right. And he had a garbage bag, he had a trash bag full of money. Like he legitimately did. Like, yeah, we had to pay him cash. We joked. We, we he wouldn't take a check or anything. Yeah, big, we had to. Have big cat don't take no check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have cash. <laughs> we, well, all that was through Springer. <laughs> we joked about um, how he was going to mm. leave with a trash bag full of money because of the Polaroids. Like we were literally joking about it. And when they were lined up for twenty dollars a piece to get Polaroids with the guy, the guy left with a glad bag <laughs> trash bag. Full of money, and I, I look at Danny. And I'm going, look, he's leaving with a garbage bag full of money. He, he really is. But you know what the thing was? It's not only was he hot because of Springer. You know, Baltimore loved him because they said he looked like Cal. Yeah. You know, he and, and young Steve Wilkos. A lot of women I've never were had like so much local media ever yeah. that was just all over the place. Mm -hmm. And he basically, I guess, got the, the the producer at the time of the Springer show. Um, had called me to like, hey, we like he got the butterflies and like got scared and wasn't going to get on the plane in Chicago. Like, what am I doing? People probably got in his head like, you, yeah, you shouldn't hurt. be doing. It. You could get you hurt, could right? Get hurt. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh my god! After it was like thirteen or fourteen hundred pre-sold tickets, mm -hmm. it was insane. That's, we yeah. had multiple newspapers and media that were lying that were you know set to be there. You know, and I was just like, dude. <laughs> you imagine? Oh, I was like, who can we get that looks like Steve? Here, here's how it went. Him out there here's how the match him. went down. It was the best. And then he shows up. Then he, because he was going to cancel, and I luckily had a little bit of a relationship as working with the Springer yeah. Show at the time, and said, oh, my God, don't do this to me. You'll put me out of business. <laughs> yeah. Like, please. So then he, but then he changed his flight. He was supposed to get there mm -hmm. at like 11, come right. in, work through the match. You know what I mean? Have some time, go to lunch, mm -hmm. come back, work through the match again. Instead, he shows up as the doors are open. I remember. Mm -hmm. 15 minutes before We rushed time. him in. Yep. Remember yeah. how hot it was yeah. in Michael's 8th Avenue that night? Yeah. Stifling. That's because there yeah. were 1,400 people in that building. Was, yeah, yeah, you couldn't move. Yeah, couldn't move. it was crazy. Absolutely disgusting. Well, I, I mean, uh, Chad, that is a feather in the cap. Uh, to say that you were in that main event, um, we never even got close to it. Maybe with the Hardy Boys well, here. At, I at mean, the, yeah, it's Hardys. not. It's not just. The, it's not a feather in my cap. It's a feather in Danny's cap for trusting me enough to to work with. You know, somebody who's not a worker. He, right. he doesn't know what he's doing. Because he remember, was equivalent to a fan. Because he yeah, had ten yeah. minutes. Do of you re, do you remember? Him? I know we, this is like goes against everything. Like as a promoter and people well, training it in. Have you ever had to like kind of like just like turn the blind? Not like, like that. Never. Yeah. We didn't have a choice. I had a building full of people, and we had to make something happen. So I had to like Chad and Gilberg and them. I just said, he's got to get in the ring. <laughs> it's right. The people got to see him do something. He can't just stand there. Yeah. <laughs> but we gotta. We just gotta. We just got to get by. It's like a Vince gimmick. You yeah. got to get, get the match. I in mean, the literally. Yeah. No training. I except remember, in yeah. the back mm -hmm. for 10 minutes. We told him. Not even we in the ring. Told him. So when he stepped in the ring, it was his first time in the ring. Mm -hmm. You know? And we said, um, do you know how to do a clothesline? And he, he said, what the heck? And we were like, stick your arm out. Yeah. And he stuck his arm out. And I, and I said, listen, just when, when um, whoever was tagged him in, you get in the ring and you stick your arm out, and we'll run into. That's you. right. <laughs> <laughs> and you see me and Dino like like running into him, like bumping <laughs> like crazy, and he's just turning around. And yeah, yeah. that's exactly what it was. Yeah, and, yeah. and damn if we didn't yeah, add that yeah, to the yeah. beginning of Rage TV, <laughs> the two clotheslines that Steve gave to Chad yeah. and Lunchbox, we added it uh -huh. to the beginning of uh, Rage TV. I, but... I think I think me and Dino were laying like on the ground, like together when our heads were kind of like near each other, <laughs> and we were going, "This is the most embarrassing." <laughs> yeah, thing. I mean, oh, man, I was watching. <laughs> I was watching on the balcony. And Michael's going, "This is the most embarrassing thing." I was, ever. I was up there watching from the yeah. balcony as well. Yeah, yep. Like, like, yep. Guess it, what? Funny equals money. Because <laughs> even when, even when I lost to Mickey 
from 98 Rock or whatever. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh was Kirk McEwen, wasn't it? Yeah. Was it or, or whatever, yeah, whatever it was. Yeah. I probably both of them. Yeah. You probably put both of them over. Whoever it was. Yeah, yeah we got Chad on a roll with bringing in the celebs to, you know. The guest DJs, school mm-hmm. teachers, well, whatever. Well, Danny was smart. He he oh. knew he knew that I was a very safe guy to work with. And mm-hmm. and the DJ down there in Harrington. Remember the chain? You and, yeah. you and Lunchbox yeah. bought the DJ in Hammer with the yeah. chain? Da- yeah. Danny, Danny was smart. He knew that I wasn't a guy that it was going to be dangerous and hurt well and anybody you get what you got it you, yeah you understood you it, yeah. it like and a lot of guy a lot of people don't like there's different you trusted me yeah trusted yeah me. yeah i trusted you and you got it like a lot, lot of guys a lot of people that don't get it like having to explain to them like all they see is i'm losing into a radio dj Mm-hmm. Like no man, we like, loved it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like Chad. You also benefited from that relationship that Dan you had with Toby from the Springer Show, and you got to make several appearances on there. And several? you were, yeah, he you made he was multiple. On a bunch. You were not a maker with us. You were on a bunch. I think I did like a dozen of them, and I know you had to have done at least Five. that many. And you wow. did, you did a bunch of, you did some in Jamaica too. Did you have a favorite <laughs> Springer episode? You, a PG Jamaica. favorite Springer episode that you could share with our listeners Dude, it's crazy because i could easily say the jamaica one was fantastic because of the midget <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know and chef on the water slide yes so but yeah the midget was good. good was the chef, chef did chef pass away he did pass yeah away he too. passed away years ago yeah a few years back yeah maybe and um so. yeah be- be- besides that thing i loved i loved the promo that i cut on the stumpy broad, and <laughs> the, the last one that I did, oh that I was supposed to be a caretaker to some girl that had no arms and half a leg, and I, I didn't take care of her, and she was bitching about how I didn't take care of her, and I cut a promo on her, and I literally, like, I told, I told Toby. Like, you know how Toby is, how, how they want you to tell you everything you're going to say. Yeah. I said, No. I'm not doing that. I'm flying in the 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 the, the last flight in. I'm gonna do the show, and then I'm flying out the first flight back. Well, yeah, they did. They were used to like kind of controlling people because they would get these like real life Jerry Springer people, and then they couldn't be trusted anywhere. So they would lock them up basically for the day. You but know, they, they had food and stuff. They didn't but then do they'd it get to me. people like us. I would go when they would bring me in. I'd go off and like go to the zoo or go to like this. Like I would look up the city and be like, what can I go exploring? Yeah. And the first time it happened, they like called in a panic. Where <laughs> are you? Why aren't you in the green room? I'm like, cause I'm not sitting there for eight hours. Why right. would I? You paid me to to do a job. I'll do it. And then I'm going home. Or I had, going back I had out. a 30 pack of natural light delivered <laughs> to the green room <laughs> because I was so bored just sitting in there, like waiting for a wardrobe. Yeah, that yeah. literally, I was sitting oh, in there yeah. and I was like, "That's right." Where can I get booze? You know, and they were like, "What do you want?" You know how the the kids yes. were, where they were like, the well, "Can you get anything you want?" And yep. like, "Uh, can I get like some beer?" And it, some guy just shows up like a thirty pack of natural light in my in my green room. I'm like, "Well, I can just stay here for the weekend. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even need to go back to the hotel." Well, those were definitely some very fun times. It was uh, it was good to do those. Now, I want to ask you this uh, one more question. Um, you have got, or at least had, the largest tape library of anybody I've Thank ever you, seen or known yes. in my life. I heard Earl. Earl's Wrestling was kind of yeah. rivaled yours. But... but I know you've gotten rid of a lot of stuff, but like... I've you, never heard of anything. You, I thought you did. I thought, because you had No, I me. sell. Oh, you sold. Okay, I but... sell stuff. That's copies. Yeah. Were so, you digitizing like, the whole library? Did I hear that right? That you were kidding? Hey, easy, pal. I want to see what, what did he just say? <laughs> <laughs> what was I doing? I don't even know her. <laughs> digitizing where you oh, can't oh, get oh, the tape. Because oh, no, no, the no. tape will go with mold, you know. And, well, I, right. I'm, yeah, I'm putting them on DVD, if that's what you're asking. So, Bella. And you're, you're selling them, right? <laughs> you're selling them? Kind of, sure. Okay. So not at the MCW um, collectible store. I try my best to get my foot in the door there. <laughs> well, you're not the only one. You know that's that's kind of like this lost art because everything is digital now. Everything is out there on YouTube, or you know, you can find anything on the internet except some of the stuff that you have is stuff that is not on the it's internet first at all. Yeah, right, it's, it's right. stuff that I taped in the early '80s, yeah. mid '80s, late '80s, like my tape. Mm-hmm. It's not like I got it from some other guy. Right. I, it's my tape. 
And as far as I know, 90% of them still work. Okay. I'm sure there's going to be a couple of them that I put in and mm-hmm. it's going to screw it up. But Right. And then I'll try to make them a DVD as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. That way I can just keep the whole entire stuff. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge tape collector. I'm, I got about, I don't know, what do you say, 20,000, something like that. Wow. Good God. That is impressive. That really is. That is, it's like I said, it's like a lost art, you know? Like that. Well, I'm also working with a, lo- a lot of other tape people mm-hmm. from around the world, around, wow. the, around the world that are sending me their tapes. Okay. I have a guy who's going to be sending me his uh, Puerto Rico stuff. Wow. He's from Puerto Rico and he has, he has WWC from like the 80s. Wow. And I'm just like, bring it on, man. You know, like, show me that Carlos Colon getting bloodied up on TV again by Abdul the Butcher. Do you have what Hulk Hogan called Bad News Brown a ghetto-dwelling darkie? I don't. I have to go home when and When did look. that happen? It <laughs> happened. I mean, it's a rumor because there's never been any footage of it. And that's why I can I can reference it because, like, it's rare. But there was a time where Hogan was in a feud with Bad News Brown. and he Did it happen he, on TV? It did, yeah. Supposedly. I've never and seen WWE it. WWE would never show it. I'm never. sure it disappeared out of their life. Never. Yeah, just yeah. like this episode. November 13th, we con- con- continue the Autumn Armageddon tour and going to, to one of our favorite towns, and that is Hollywood, not Hollywood. California, but Hollywood, Maryland. And, you know, it's the Bright Lights Big City, right? In well, Hollywood, Maryland? Sure. And, uh, yeah, so please join us. Check us out there. You can get tickets, of course, at our authorized ticket outlet, which is Hideaway Collectibles on Hollywood Avenue in lovely Dundalk, right down the street from Jimmy's Famous Seafood. And we will see you at the next show. Well, there. for our Chad, special guest, Chad. We'll have to have him back. Yeah. Yes, yes. We always have to have the Legacy Guys back for two. The Chad yeah. After Dark episode, okay? <laughs> we should do a Chad, Bob Star, Dwayne Gill. Oh, boy. Can you imagine? I, I can't. I can't be in the same room with them two other guys. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's only enough room in, enough room in here for one ego. Ah, well said. <laughs> and if Bob and Dwayne are in here, it, it ain't going to happen. <laughs> well, it has been great catching up with you, Chad, so... Oh, it's always a pleasure. Thank you, you for guys. stopping I, in. Tara, you were, you were the best. Love working with you. Oh, I absolutely love you. working with you. Thank Danny, you. always a pleasure working for you most of the time. <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> you should have spent more money on envelopes. Than, <laughs> for, Mark, it's Mark Schrader and Dennis. <laughs> okay. gotta talk to this I, he's not the envelope guy. <laughs> and, and Larry, I've never had a problem with. You know that. Well, a, a little <laughs> quick piece of trivia I want to leave everyone with oh no the first ever time that i got booked outside of mcw because i started with you way back in the day as an assistant was for a w it was for a dc based promotion and i was chad and lunchbox's manager and i believe they fought um maybe it was rj and quentin or rj and pat it was a little rinky dink show they wanted me involved but they had an announcer so they said you know what we'll put you with uh you know that tag team the tag team champions from mcw you can be their manager and um yeah that's my first uh one of my only times managing it was uh managing the slackers wow (laughs) (laughs) all right well fans we'll catch you next week here on the mcw cast